What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back for another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. First things first. Thank you, thank you. Y'all know I'm gonna say the same thing again, but it's a thank you, so we like hearing that, right? Yay, we sure do. Thank y'all for doing the damn thing, liking and subscribing all apps where podcasts can't be heard. The support, y'all killing it with the support. Um, Y'all, you know, wherever we podcasts are, y'all finding it. And it's been doing pretty good on Facebook. I told y'all I found a way to post the podcast automatically to Facebook and all the, um, all the Facebook listeners have been chiming in. So we getting some extra traction there and also on YouTube, not getting a lot of YouTube viewers, but not surprised. My YouTube channel don't really be popping like that. Um, and I'm not going to lie and sit up here and say that I'm going to, I'm going to make that change. I, 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 I do what I can, but Y'all doing what y'all can and what y'all can is fantastic. So thank you for supporting the podcast. Continue to like, subscribe, rate five stars and leave a comment, particularly on iTunes. Just make sure y'all doing that. Um, Your support goes a long way. With all of that said, let's get into it. Well, this first topic, I honestly didn't think that I would ever be talking about this or reporting on this actual event, but anything is possible in 2022, obviously. With that said, Monique and Lee Daniels have made up. They are no longer at odds. They are not beefing anymore. They have made amends and are moving forward with friendship, business partnerships, or whatever they would like to call it, or wherever they plan to go from here. So backstory. Y'all know Monique was in the movie Precious. Monique won an Academy Award for Precious. It was directed by Lee Daniels. That was, it was many years ago. And it's been 13 years since Monique and Lee Daniels last spoke. 13 whole years, y'all. Um, but recently he came on stage at one of her shows in Staten Island and he apologized to her and made amends. And Lee said, and I quote, I am so sorry for hurting you. Y'all, she was my best friend. We're going to do it again. And I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay. So in case y'all were like me, I forgot I've known and I know that Monique, whenever asked, has been open about how she felt like Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey, and Tyler Perry blackballed her, got her blackballed because of the press run and the situation that happened surrounding Precious. So y'all remember when Precious came out and Monique was like, she was when, when you are up or being considered during a war season and your movie is getting that kind of buzz, you got to hit all of the stops. Now, Monique's take was... She was having to travel and go and do different things that weren't a part of her contract. And when it wasn't a part of her contract, she would have to pay out of pocket for it. Now, the movie needed the promo and the promo helped her win the Academy Award. But she would have rather spend time with her family instead of paying out of pocket to promote this movie. So she was opting out of doing a lot of the stuff. 
she she was like, yo, like I ain't I ain't I ain't signed up. I ain't doing it. Especially if y'all not gonna pay for it. Well, the result of that was what Monique said, Tyler Perry, Oprah, and Lee blackballing her. Because if y'all think back, after she won that Oscar, she really didn't do many movies or TV. And y'all know what people, they they say, people be like, yo, when you win the Oscar, that opens all of the doors. Which Halle Berry recently pretty much, she deaded that whole conversation because she, she, she said, winning the Oscar didn't open no doors. It didn't open no doors for her. One about kicking down her door, giving her these top-notch roles. She won Oscar and it was great. We all thought it was going to, you know, blow open opportunities for black women and it didn't. So in Monique's case, y'all know Monique ain't gonna hold her tongue. She, whenever she's asked, she'll tell you exactly what happened with her, who they are, what they need to say, what they said to her. She ain't apologizing. She has not been holding her tongue when it comes to those three. Now, I didn't know it was to the extent of her and Lee, her and Lee Daniels being friends before. I thought they just worked together on the movie. I had no clue that the relationship was deeper than that. But... It seems like they have made amends. They are back in each other's good in each other's good graces to the point where Monique is going to be starring in his upcoming film called, let me see, it's called Demon House. So whatever conversation that they had, it worked. I do know as of recently, Monique has been, and again, I don't recall Monique ever volunteering this information. What I noticed too, Whenever Monique's asked about this, she'll tell it. But then the media or social media and people will try to spin it like, why she always bringing it up? Because they keep asking her. They keep asking her. So whatever conversation she's been having, apparently it got them two on the line and it got them to reconcile. So I'm happy for both of them. I'm glad that we are here. We have um, Black Hollywood is a very, it's a small circle. And yes, you don't have to get along with everybody. You ain't got to like people. We grown. Don't nobody got time to be kikiing it up. People we don't really we don't really fool with. But it's nice when legends and giants in the industry can make amends and come together and move forward. You know. So kudos to those two for doing that. Looking forward to the movie. Y'all know I'm a why. I'm going to watch. So we'll probably recap within maybe a year or two to talk about the movie because, you know, I don't know where they are in production. Who knows? But it's coming out. She going to be in it, directed by Lee Daniels. Let me know if y'all heard something else too because I know, I feel like I'm missing some pieces to this. But if so, just let me know. Hit me up on the socials um, with with that additional information and I'm going to come back and share it on Black News Podcast. Now, speaking of Halle Berry, because I briefly just mentioned her, Halle Berry did an interview with the New York Times and the topic of her Best Actress Award, that groundbreaking moment being the catalyst for, or not even the catalyst, opening the door, like I said, for other black women in the business and Hallie basically was like yeah nah it didn't it didn't do that because if you remember Halle Berry was the first black woman to win the best actress academy award and to this day 
no other black woman has won the Best Actress Academy Award. There have been nominees. And I know y'all are thinking, what about Viola Davis? She won Oscars. Yes, but for Best Supporting. She won Best Supporting twice. She has never, from if I'm not mistaken, they were both supporting two times. One for Fences and the other for, I believe it was Doubt. She did not win when she was nominated for her role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Audra Day was also nominated at the same time, which I thought she should have got because she killed it. And y'all know, I, like Issa, like Issa said, we room for everybody black, so I don't care what role you playing. Okay, you can play the, you can play a broomstick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be rooting for the broomstick. Is it a black broomstick? Got my vote. But Hallie basically was saying, you know, she, she thought it was gonna open the door, but still, there's no black women standing beside her. And her speech. If y'all have time, go to YouTube and look at her acceptance speech. Beautiful moment. She was completely in shock, mainly because, yes, it's a huge moment, but she didn't, I don't think she won the Golden Globe. And y'all know how Oscars and award season goes. If you win one award, especially Golden Globe, you automatically think, okay, then I'm going to win the Academy Award. But she didn't do that, so she wasn't expecting it. But wonderful moment, but again, it did not necessarily do what it needed to do for black women in that regard for best actress. I know y'all probably also thinking, but Lupita won an Oscar. Yes, best supporting. We're going to do our thing in that supporting category. Now we're going to find a way, but best actor, mm -mm, I mean, excuse me, best actress, mm -mm, hell best actor. Mahershala Ali has two best supporting actors. But black lead actor ain't many. And they trying to take it from Will. They trying to take Will. So hey, he's going to be back down a couple. Needless to say. I bring that up to segue from the Monique story into this. Because it was just good to highlight. And I saw the article. And I was like, yeah, that's interesting. I agree. It did not open up the door for her. It did not change the trajectory of her career per se. She could demand more money. But the roles that she was hoping for didn't really kick in. But were we expecting otherwise? Now, granted, this was about 20 years ago, so I feel like we were. But right now, are we expecting the awards process to change our careers? Because a lot of people feel like that's unnecessary. We're putting all of our eggs in one basket and we're relying too much on the approval of others, but sometimes it's good to be recognized for the hard work you're doing because it takes a long time, a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and money to achieve. So in Hallie's case, I can see how she feels this way. But let me know what y'all thought about all of that then and now. Is it different or is it the same? Okay, y'all, my bad. Viola only has one Oscar. I said she had two. She ain't got two. Sis ain't got two. She been nominated four times. She was nominated for Doubt for Best Supporting. She did not win that one. She was nominated for Best Supporting for Fences. She won that one. She was nominated for Best Actress for The Help and for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She has one Oscar. I stand corrected. I did a quick Google search. I know we be on Google. Thank God for it because your girl would have been out here telling y'all the Black News listeners wrong information. Y'all have been going out into the world sharing this and we would all have been looking stupid. So one Oscar for Viola Davis. Correction, correction, correction. Okay, on to the next topic. 
So I've said this before and I'm really starting to accept it and realizing it even more. I listen to and watch a lot of dude content. I think it's because I I was my dad didn't have sons, so I was the honorary boy. So I feel like that just carried on. You know, people like Tom Boys that I hey, I'm that that is my testimony. Okay. But I listened to a lot of dude content. Like I said, I talked about here on the Black News Podcast before how I was watching Deion Sanders' YouTube series about his journey as coach for Jackson State University. Coach Prime, one of my favorite shows, honey. Coach Prime be having me wanting to suit up. Hell, I want to play football for Jackson State. Not really. I went to Hampton University. Shout out to the Pirates. But y'all get what I mean. Now, with this particular topic, though, I watch the Pivot Podcast on YouTube. That is with Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, and Ryan Clark. They were, two of them were formerly the hosts of I Am Athlete podcast with, with uh, Brandon Marshall. They pivoted, started their own great show. Three dudes talking to all kinds of guests about all times of, uh, types of topics, mostly sports related, but sometimes they get into other things. Well, on a recent episode, there was a conversation about football, quarterbacks, the NFL, all of that schmill. And the topic briefly took a turn towards Russell Wilson, who now is the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He was quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. He now has taken his talents elsewhere. Maybe if y'all listen to this podcast and y'all don't follow sports, it's Sierra Husband. Sierra Husband is Russell Wilson. Maybe just for some of y'all that might connect a little better. But Channing, who was a player for the Dolphins some years ago, has a beautiful wife, Asia. She's in real estate. You know, awesome. Channing, he just seems like a regular old country dude. Ain't nothing to write home about. Okay? Funny is all hell, but, you know, whatever. Channing said in regards to Russell, he said, and I quote, if Russell didn't have that bread, Sierra ain't going to be with him. Russell is square. Sierra, she had a good situation, but you don't leave Future to get with Russell Wilson. You don't leave Future to get with Russell Wilson. Then Fred chimes in. He said, women want peace, Channing. He's so goddamn square. I love him on the field, but he's a square. End quote. Y'all. Why do people keep calling Russell Wilson square? Is it because he ain't a hood rat? Is that, are we only basing squareness on not being a hood rat? So if you a hood rat, you cool. If you not, you automatically square. What is it? Is it because he uses proper English when he speaks? Like I am literally getting so confused, especially now calling adult grown older men square and not square because you know when you having like little kid conversations stuff like that comes out he corny he he she he he when you don't have the language or the vocabulary or the emotional intelligence or wherewithal to really be able to assess and look at people for who they are and the totality of what makes them a human being Little kids be doing that. Now, let me pause and put a little addendum here. Sometimes people be corny. Sometimes people be corny, but they only corny because 
maybe you just can't relate to what they're doing. Somebody relate to them, so they ain't corny to everybody. So when it comes to Russell Wilson, let me read off Russell's accolades because these don't sound corny to me. These don't sound like a square to me. Russell is a Super Bowl champion. He's a quarterback. He's a man of God. Love the Lord. That brother can pray. You hear me? He loves and adores his wife. He loves Sierra. I saw them. I saw them in person at an event. And before I saw them together, I was like, they can't really be liking each other like that. No, you can tell when you next to them, you can feel that they care how much they love each other. He a good father. He take care of his kids. He loves and takes care and helps. Uh, let me say helps because he's not the primary caregiver, but he loves and help take care of future own damn son, little future. So how is all of that square? How is that corn? Like I need somebody to really point to the corniness. Now let's talk about future because if one person corny, we have to explore why you think the other one is not corny. And let me say, I don't know future. I don't know that man. I really don't be listening to his music. I see all of the chatter, all of the toxicity associated. So I'm just speaking from the outside perspectives. But Future got eight baby mamas. Sierra's one of them. Eight. Eight baby mamas. Technically, that's corny. If we're talking about who's square, somebody who is unable to commit because he's not married to any of those women. Now, granted, some people don't believe in marriage. I respect that. But... If you are contributing to eight broken homes, brokenness of your own, you need therapy. You got a history of drug and alcohol addiction, substance abuse. Mm, my, hey, man, to me, that sound a little, that sound a little, that sound a little corny. We, we still, we, we 40. Like you still acting like this? So I feel like we categorize people doing good things as corny and doing bad things as good now let me address this whole thing because people keep talking about how sierra was dating all these bad boys these rapper types and this myth that women like and prefer bad boys which i don't necessarily agree with i feel like women who used to those types of men tend to lean in those directions not because we particularly want it it's just what we grew up around gravitate towards but women and I'm speaking from my friend group in particular as like real-time examples. I got gr- friends who grew up in wealthy, you know, or predominantly affluent environments. And none of them really set out for a bad, a bad boy. And when they thought they were um, aiming for the bad boy, he wasn't bad. He was just, he just knew how to get beer. Like he, was, he wasn't a bad dude. To them, he was bad. But it wasn't like people be trying to make it out like, all women want are bad guys. No, I'm not buying that. I don't buy it. Now, women do want peace and quiet. We do want that peace. And Fred chimed in with that on this particular podcast episode, especially as you get older. As a black woman, we got so much to deal with. We have literally so much to deal with. We are walking in this world as black women. We have jobs. Some of us have children families to take care of that includes people within your household and extended families parents be aging you got to take care of them 
You got to manage your own health. Make sure you eating right exercise. Keep your natural hair looking good. We be walking around all Sunday with them damn Smith Sealy braids to make sure we on point to go out into the world. We got to keep our body up. Got a skincare routine, drinking all this water, trying to mind our business and go to church and tithe, tithe um, every Sunday. Then go to therapy to make sure our mental health is right. So we not out here just being raggedy and spreading that that shittiness into the world. Cooking dinner, cleaning up, making sure the car clean. Like we doing all this other stuff. You think now in addition to that, we got time to be dealing with some raggedy ass dude who ain't bringing no, who's not adding any value. No, don't nobody got time for that. Where, where, where is the man who y'all consider square? Send him over, over our way. Because one thing you learn, especially as an adult, when you dating somebody you need to date, and this goes for men and women. You need to date somebody who makes your life better, who adds value. Value don't even necessarily bring, be, mean money. It can mean a lot of things. But any man who don't add value should be deemed a square. That should be the new definition. Do you add value to my life? I remember Pastor Torre, my pastor, said when he met his now wife, Sarah Jakes, who is now Sarah Jakes Roberts, he add, asked her, how can I serve you? How can I be of service to you? If you're not adding value in people's lives for men and women, then you corny. With all of that said, do y'all think Russell Wilson corny? Because I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I like Russell. I think he a good dude. And Russell played football. He'll knock you out. We Even though when at this point in time, we can't technically say we're going to knock people out because you're going to have flashbacks to what we'll do. And y'all going to be like, violence isn't the answer. I'm talking figuratively, not literally. But I like Russell. I like that family. I like what he stand for as a man. What y'all think about the whole situation? Corny or not? Square or not? Do y'all agree with Channing? Or do y'all agree with the other side of it? Let me know. Hit me up. Um, What's your thoughts? Okay, last but not least, the Grammy Awards were this Sunday. And I want to quickly talk about winners, who was there, what was happening, and whatnot. Now, first, I went to the show. Can I tell y'all I haven't worn heels in two years? I had on a pair of heels for 20 minutes and your girl body was in shambles. I literally feel like I just had hip replacement surgery. No lie, y'all. It feel like I had to one. I'm I, I I'm hip to the game. I don't go no to I don't go to no events that are going to be for hours without a pair of them wedding reception flat ballerina slipper shoes. So I had some of them stashed in my purse. Y'all, why I had to put the ballerina flats on after 20, 20 minutes in? I'm talking about straight old lady. If you look at me now, I look like a hobbit the way I'm walking around. Just kneecaps on the floor. But all in all, great show. So some of the awards, Silk Sonic won big time. Y'all, they killed it. They won record of the year, song of the year. They tied for best R&B performance with Jasmine Sullivan. And they won best R&B song, all four Lead the door open. And remember, they put this song out. This was the only song they had for a while. They won all of this without even having dropped the album by the time the voting was 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 underway. John Batiste won album of the year. Y'all know black people don't be winning album of the year, but he took it home. I was shocked. I ain't gonna even hold you. I thought it was gonna be somebody else. And you Taylor Swift was nominated too. Whenever Taylor in the category, you can pretty much kiss the game. Goodbye. 
people Taylor gonna come with that W, but not this time. John Batiste won. Tyler Creator won for Rap Album of the Year. Lucky Day, who I love. I love me some Lucky Day. He won for Best Progressive R&B Album for Table for Two. If y'all haven't listened to that, take a listen to it. He also has a new album out, Candy Drip. But Table for Two basically is him with duets with other women in R&B. It's a great album. Oh, I love it. Doja Cat and SZA won. Jasmine Sullivan won Best R&B Album for Hotels. I'm so happy for her. I feel like Jasmine is one of like, y'all know as black people, we always got fan favorites. People we really ride for that maybe just don't get the mainstream recognition that they deserve. It was kind of like how we was riding for Mary J. Blige for so long. And then when Be Without You came out, that song that she had, she came out with that like 15 years after she was performing or something. And that finally, I feel like kicked her into that mainstream realm. I feel like that's that's kind of Jasmine's story. So I'm happy she won that. It was so exciting. Um, also, Nas performed. Y'all, why Nas still fine? Yo, Nas is... Oh, uh, 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 Nas, listen. Nasir Jones. Mm. Anyway, he performed. Her performed with Lenny Kravitz. And also with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It was just a good night, a good time, great music. Trevor Noah was the host. Of course, he made his, you know, slap jokes, but it went off without a hitch. Good time all around. And again, shout out to Silk Sonic for killing it. They, I have, honestly have to be honest. I have to tell the truth. I have not listened to the full album. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I'm going to do it, especially after this past weekend. So did you guys watch? Did you... Um, the people that you thought were going to win, win. What was your score at the end of the night? Let me know your thoughts um, and where you landed or if you can watch it all. Hit me up. Let me know at Cornelia. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you again so much for sticking with us supporting the podcast liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard rating five stars and leaving a comment it helps more than you know so i really really appreciate it and keep sharing black news with all of your friends and family be sure to hit me up on social media if you got ideas for topics or just hit me up in general to let me know you've been listening let me know your thoughts i'm at Cornelia on all platforms across the board. That's at Cornelia, like Kenny and Ophelia. Also check my website. I got some shows coming up in a Los Angeles County. Hopefully get on the road soon. But for now, if you're in the LA area, hit me up. Check Cornelia.com for show dates and details. And as always, thanks again so much, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. Keep supporting, keep growing, keep building, keep staying safe and keep staying healthy. As always, again, I'll see you back here next time, same time, same place. Bye.